Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Chuck Bonnewell, Julie Hayden, the truth straight up. Brought to you by... The show is brought to you by Mountain West Wellness Advanced uh, Chinese Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine with Dr. Jack Schaefer, HappyTrees.co, and Denver Cenogenics, and Dr. Julie McCallan. I've got a great show coming up today and this happy party Friday, by the way. Yeah. Um, Scott Powell, we're going to get him in a second here. He has a... He's a, the author of, we've had him on before, he's great, Rediscovering America, Front Page Magazine. He's got a great column on why the heck is the Biden administration contemplating signing a treaty that would give the World Health Organization complete control over the United States in the event of a pandemic. I mean, what could go wrong with that, no, right? No problem. No problem. Yeah. Not a problem. Then also, um, we're going to talk about, Chuck has dubbed them Obama's angels. Um, you got Six women that... that- control everything from the Justice Department to the intelligence community to the State Department and even special counsel operations. That's right. All of them, former Obama people, now all embedded essentially in the Biden White House. You got to And they do what they want to do. They do. Exactly. And And, and they know what Obama wants. And so he does it. What are the most radical thing possible? That's right. Um... Okay, they're trying Scott's backup number. So we're trying to get Scott Powell. And then um, Tina Peters, the uh, sort of besieged Mesa County, former Mesa County clerk, uh, being prosecuted for persecuted, da- persecuted and prosecuted for daring to uh, question right. the, the, the ele- election issues. And not even to question, but just to say, hey, let's just take a look, right? Yeah, she wasn't yeah. She wasn't really questioning them. She right. said, well, let's just try to do an audit, so to speak. Um, and, and as a result, has had three different cases slapped against her um we're up republican uh district attorney up in mesa that's right so um sh- there's a verdict in one of the trials there so we'll get to that later but now we have with us scott powell he's great the author of um, rediscovering america front page magazine and he has a great column in there now um the who pandemic treaty the back door to ccp control over america mm-hmm. hey scott hey thank scott you, thank you for joining us on this party friday Really wonderful to be with you and your audience. All right, yeah, well, great. Lots great. going well, on out us. there. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, there is. Well, tell yeah. us about your your column and yeah, why on earth we're letting the World Health Organization have a say in anything? <laughs> well, because we we are in a, uh, a a battle, an epic battle between good and evil, and the evil side does not give up. Uh, you know, the, the evil forces that go all the way back to uh, Satan himself. They don't sleep. They continuously work to tear down what is good. America has been in the crosshairs of uh, globalists that have wanted to take America down uh, for, for decades, but it's now intensified to a point where our sovereignty is really being threatened. And it's being threatened, in this case, through the United Nations, <clears throat> through the World Health Organization. You'll remember that didn't didn't you have questions when uh, COVID-19 came and all these mandates began yeah. getting emanating without any legislative backing? They were just 
mandates coming from authorities, coming from the, you know, Centers for Disease Control, coming right. from, uh, you know, uh, NIH, uh, Fauci, and others. Uh, we had rules sort of just put out there, and they were adopted state after state. Of course, there was some variation from state to state, but none of that had the power of the Constitution behind it. We just went along with it. Right. And the enemies of America studied our behavior, and they could see that we were a little bit like sheep, that yeah. uh, we, we, we could be uh, shut down, uh, we could be controlled by, a, by an authority. Now, the World Health Organization also put out its, you know, its uh, directions for dealing with uh, COVID-19. All of their, by the way, everything that they recommended, uh, yeah. you know, could have tipped people off that there was something really wrong there. I mean, remember what they did. They they, they had misguided recommendations that included lockdowns and disruptions oh, yeah. of holidays, school, church, right. synagogue, business closures, social distancing, masking, uh, with retarded children's development. And all of this, I mean, not only did it lead to, you know, difficulties with families and, 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 and retardation of kids, but in the bigger picture, it led to economic contraction, bankruptcy, supply chain disruption, and, of course, inflation, which we're living right. with. And, of so, course, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Through a medical tyranny, they could bring about political control. Yes. So they recognized that if they could just aggrandize their their reach with a new treaty, uh, they, they they could literally bring America under their thumb, and that's what they're attempting to do. And we have, you know, we have an illegitimate president who is compromised by the Chinese and others. And so we find, and you know, on issue after issue, we have a government against the American people. Right. I mean, why well, is our southern border totally open? Right. It's, it's well, not for the American people. No. Well, and on this, so what we're talking about specifically is, I mean, it's it's shocking to me that this is even being considered, let alone likely to be improved. So through the UN, the World Health Organization, there's a there's a treaty that the United Nations countries are yeah. supposed to sign that basically would say in the event of another pandemic, which, of course, the World Health Organization is the one that would declare it. The World Health Organization essentially right. would take over America. They could dictate the health systems. And, and everybody remembers that the uh, CDC would give recommendations for every, almost every facet they, they, of life. Right. And so they would dictate policies in the United States with apparently without necessarily the approval of the president, without any kind of vote uh, by members of Congress or anything. Right? I mean, they would just have I mean, how can they, am I misstating that or is that pretty much how awful no, it you're, is? You're absolutely. No, you're, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> now. The reality is that uh, what is what is more disturbing about this than than previous attempts to do similar things is the fact that <clears throat> President Biden and the people behind him, and it's not so much him, he's, you know, he's pretty checked out, but the people behind him who, you know, who are really the, the uh, originators of policy and changes in policy, they know very well that this sort of agreement, it doesn't matter what it's called, you cannot subordinate the sovereignty and control of America without the Senate being involved, without it being treated, without it really falling into the treaty status. Remember, the only other things that uh, require the subordination 
of the sovereignty of the United States to foreign powers are treaties. This okay. is a treaty. They don't want to call it that, and but they have willfully drafted this up so that it circumvents the, the approval by the Senate. And by the way, it's a two-thirds majority that has to be voted in the Senate for a treaty to become to go into effect. But they're and circumventing that know, in There's this case. no way in hell they get two-thirds right. of the Senate to go along with sovereignty like, of the United well, what States. What do they call it? To a totally a corrupt organ. Let me, let me make it really clear. I want your listeners to understand we're dealing with a level of corruption in the world and in our own government that is unprecedented and it threatens your life. The there head you know. of the WHO, his name is Tedros. Right. And right. let me tell you a little bit about okay. Tedros. He has okay. the profile of a tyrant, having been a member of the violent, powerful, and corrupt communist Ethiopian political party known as the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front. He rose through Ethiopia's autocratic regime, first as a health minister, and that's how he gets this sort of health uh, status. He has the status to become the leader of the WHO because of that background. He's not a doctor, though. He's had no medical training. And then as a minister of foreign affairs from 2012 to 2016, he invited and facilitated the Chinese investment in Ethiopia. Right. And, and Ethiopia became a bridgehead to the Belt and Road Initiative throughout right. Africa. So the Chinese groomed him. They saw that he was a player, that he that he was on their side and he would facilitate their their takeover of the of Ethiopia, because that's really what right. the Chinese do through Belt and Road. They take over other countries. Now, as Ethiopia's foreign minister, Tedros, he 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 had various investments uh Eventually, it was it was found that Ethiopia had reportedly borrowed more than 13 billion dollars from China to facilitate the construction of a office buildings and eight industrial parks. So Ethiopia became, in, you know, indebted yeah. to China. China facilitated the choice of Tedros, this communist, to become the head of the World Orga World Health Organization because they could control him and control the organization. And the World Health Organization would become a major, a major force to bring America under its subordination. Do you understand that? The Chinese yeah. are using the World Health Organization to control the United States, to undermine our country. I mean, we're, we're, we're all we've all woken up to the vaccination regime. Right. Uh, right. We're these health policies are killing us. Right. Well, and they're weakening so us. How's our military so the, going to fight wars if they're all vaccinated? Huh? Right. Well, and here's the thing. So back up. So, so the, it, it's not a treaty, but but so. But well, what is it called? What's it's it called? An, it's, an, call it, it's an accord. It's, it's an accord. Oh, and so it looks like though. I mean, this is what's astonishing to me. I mean, and obviously this is getting zero play in the corporate corrupt media. But but it looks as if Biden is going to sign this, right? I mean, without asking anyone else about I, it, I just going to. Well, he, of course, he's going to sign it because he was part of the drafting. I mean, yeah. he and his people, he's going to do what his people tell him to do, right? Well, yes. Because yes. Joe Biden really can't figure out, he, 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 no. he doesn't, he doesn't understand the nuances, right. you know, of, you know, of, of, of complex agreements. That is for right. sure. But what's, you know, what's troubling about this pandemic accord, uh, that the Biden administration helped plan is that it, 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 is crafted to circumvent the authority and role of the U.S. Senate, which right. is to provide advice and consent to treaties, 
by making the accord effective and legally binding immediately upon each each nation's signature without being ratified by by uh, each country's re- uh, respective legislatures. So, so was, this is insanity. It's so- designed to exempt, to, to j- just sign it, and then and then it's in Force place. It. So the next pandemic, which which is coming, uh, then gives full authorization for the WHO to step in and take control. So, so, so bottom line then, so Biden is about to sign an accord that would give the demonstrably corrupt World Health Organization essentially the power to take over the United States and any other United Nations nation that signed this in the event of a pandemic. And the World Health Organization is the organization that would determine whether there was a pandemic or not and how long it lasted, right? Yes. Yes. So they, they could turn around and say, me, for instance, me, we got. Let me tell you a little bit. Let me let, let me tell you a little bit more. Um, it's worse <laughs> because you know because this is the agreement. You know, calls for member states to implement a one health, and this is all in the in the document. You can read it. A quote unquote one yes. health surveillance, which is yes. so broad that it can include environmental, climate, or even agricultural emissions to be used in claims that these emissions, be they CO2, methane, or nitrogen, pose a health emergency. Yeah. So you don't even need a pandemic. Good. You, you could declare that there's a health emergency because of the emissions of a nation. And we all know that they are. These, That's what... They're going to use the agenda, the green agenda, to, you know, to bring greater control over, over that sector of our economy. And they're going to do surveillance, right? I mean, that's... They would... the... Go ahead. Yeah. So so the court opens the door to information and ideological corruption, which comes out of the accord language. And I've read it. It says, and I'll quote it, it says it is an, it, it, it designs communications and messaging strategies for the public to counteract misinformation, disinformation <laughs> and false news, thereby strengthening public trust. We're all close close quote. The government has been the main and the World Health Organization never, and major China contributor, major contributor. But so but basically, then what a backdoor disaster this could turn into be, because so, for instance, the pan, they could just say, well, you know, we're coming up on mosquito season and mosquitoes transfer West Nile. So we have a West Nile pandemic. Boom. Now we control the United States. Boom. No, they'll wait, they'll, we'll do they'll it. wait for the next say, big, big one. Make it up, and then they won't do that. They'll, they'll wait. Tips. No, they won't do that. They'll wait for the next big one, which comes every four or well, five years. Trump is elected or not? No, no every four or five no, years, and then it. and then scare the hell out of everybody. Show them. Bodies for you. And, but, but the opinion is, is, and then they could do surveillance on us. And then, of course, since the Biden administration has determined that misinformation, you could be a domestic terrorist for distributing that. I mean. We could see Absolutely. what we saw with with That's YouTube. You got it. You you got YouTube it. censorship. We know what the playbook is. We've seen it already happening in our country. It's only going to be intensified, and it's going to be intensified with a foreign force, right? That that has you know that that, that has the willing supplication of the American government. Uh, of course, this is during the the Biden years, but. This this is just preposterous. I well, mean, and it'd be you know, bad. Trump, Trump took us out of the World Health Organization. Did you know that? No, he, I think I remember he, that. He, he looked at it. He knew it's a corrupt body. They overstepped their bounds. They were anti-American. And he said, "You know, 
we're not just leaving the World Health Organization. We're defunding it we're, yeah. because we were the biggest funders, as we usually are, right? Right. right. He said, well, and, we're not paying, we're not paying a, a, an international body to work against us. Forget that. That's over. I mean, Trump, but, Trump this is classic this Donald Trump. He told, him, he told the, the, the NATO members, look, we're not just going to send our, our boys over there and our troops and our, our equipment and, and uh, protect you guys. You've got to pay your fair share. You gotta pay up. You gotta no, pay. And, and he got defense. him to pay up. Except now we've got the Ukrainian yeah. war, and who's uh, the biggest contributor? Bigger than all of EU and Britain combined, the U.S. So nothing's changed. Nothing. Well, and this is the kind of thing Nothing though. Has this, changed. this scheme, you know, and the World Health Organization. I mean, it sounds so nice, right? They care about your health, but what you're saying too is, which we've seen, is it's controlled by China. So not only these aren't nice little yeah. doctors and nurses who would be determining this, it would be China, who was our enemy, yes. who would be determining yes. whether. Uh, this is a political organization. This is this is intended to be a new level of medical tyranny, political medical tyranny, period. Do all your listeners understand that? If you do, do something about it. Well, OK, that's you know, my next well, question. Well, what are they people and your senators. Uh, and I know, California. you know who our two senators are? Yeah. Yeah. You think they're going to do anything about it? Setting <laughs> those guys goes right into the uh, round file. What seriously? What can be done about this? Well, I think, frankly, we have enough people in Congress now that are they're they're just they're not going to they're they're not they're they're not going to allow the president. Okay. They're not going to allow this to go into force. They're not. Okay. I mean, this, this is be- crazy. I mean, this this is so. This would be an unprecedented step at a time when we need, uh, you know, we need a, a reset of our constitution and law and order. We don't need to take one more step into Neverland with, right. you know, with surrendering, you know, our uh, our sovereignty to, to. But let me let me just put it in simple. Uh, I'm glad you have that trust in Mitch McConnell and his minions, along with no, Chuck I, I don't, and the Democrats. I don't. I don't think it's Mitch McConnell. It's gonna. It'll be. It'll be others. Um, <clears throat> think of the the specter of disaster for uh, for Americans. Uh, doesn't it seem obvious that with a corrupt leader who is Joe Biden entering into an agreement with a corrupt institution. What, what could go wrong? Come out of that. I mean, what, could go wrong? Yeah. what could go wrong? Well, and we've seen what they did. You know, the unelected bureaucrats did. And maybe the good news is, you know, like three years ago, four years ago, people would be like, oh, Scott, you know, you're just being an alarmist now, right? It's conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. But we have seen, conspiracy yeah, theorists. seen everything they told us was true. The World Health Organization's Dr. Fauci, the CDC, turned out to be obviously and dangerously not true, um, including, the, you know, the fact that now they're acknowledging that the COVID did come from a lab in China. And Maybe. There. There's no well, consensus, blah, blah, blah. But but I think that it'll be much harder to fool the American people. And and if they know the more that people know this, I think the more that the people are going to be like, wait a minute, you know, just hope. Well, yeah. Well, American people have got to recognize that this is Paul Revere time. And just as the the founders of our 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 country and our Constitution, you know, you can read it right in the the Constitution that they were willing in the Declaration of Independence, that they're willing to give their lives, their fortunes, everything 
for the freedom of, of America. And oh, we are those are just old we, white we, have, we have to have more of that attitude uh-huh. in our yeah. daily life. Right. Well, and I could see in something like this, because as I understand it, this and, and these kind of issues, states' rights trump federal rights. And so I could see this, that almost is never the case. Which is, but, but but and I could see a situation here again, which would be maybe a hopeful, you know, sort of, I guess, it's a law preventing this from sweeping the country. I think you could see some states like like Florida and some of the red states where the governors are going to say, no, we're not, we're not doing that here, which, you know. But again, who no, knows, no. right? And, and I, I'm in Florida, by the way. DeSantis oh. would arrest uh, a representative of the WHO trying to enforce an international treaty that's not it's it's not <laughs> constitutional. He'd arrest them. Yeah. Uh, he, he he'd put them on a plane back to where they where they came from. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sent it to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> he's not going to put up with that for a minute. <laughs> no. Well, there's some. Well, maybe if the donor class takes him over, you will. Well, still. Um... Well, there's worry there. No, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. That's why I'm not uh, just, you know, ready to say, hey, DeSantis is the right candidate uh, for the 2024 election. Frankly, uh, the more I listen to Donald Trump, the more I'm reminded what a remarkable man, what a courageous man, what an insightful man, what a truth teller he is. He understands yeah. the enemy. And he is determined to defeat the enemy. He names it now. Did you yeah. hear a speech from, I think, just, just yesterday or the day before? It's one of these policy speeches that he's giving. He's not doing the rally speeches, which right. is, you no, know, they, on economics. they're fun. These are speech. policy yeah. speeches. Right. And he talked about, he described that America is now in a communist revolution. Yeah. Those were his terms. I'm not putting those terms in his mouth. He called what's going on in America a communist revolution. And its locus is in our government. Yeah. He said well, our government is it's interesting that, with with traitorous people. Yeah, right. well, it's, it's interesting that, that while uh, Trump is at CPAC, DeSantis has got his own crew of Griffin, uh, Club for Growth, um, and all the donors are meeting another part of Florida. That doesn't look good. <laughs> well, that does not look good. See. Well, no, it doesn't look good. I mean, well, no, I'm, it doesn't look good. You know, yeah. look, uh, I, I don't know the details for the Club for Growth, but when I did follow that, mm-hmm. I, I would have said, well, they're an economics, you know, free economics uh, type organization, uh, and I tend to favor that. But the the problem now with with many free market people, free market take it, taken to its logical conclusion means free trade with everybody, you know, right. free trade with China. Well, look what right. look what that's. Uh, look, look where that's gotten us. Yes, right. We're, yes. we're in a precarious position because of our dependency on China, and we've Absolutely. built up China into a superpower. Yes, we yes. did that. Yes, by, our, by our business, right? Right. Yep. Well, hey, Scott, listen, I know you have to and go because you've got. Oh, it's because you've got other shows. Yes. So, so we promise we would let you go. But before we do, I want to give you a chance to tell people about your, you know, your great book, Rediscovering America, where they can find it and where they can find you. Oh, you're so nice. Well, the, the book will never go. It'll never go out of style. It'll never be dated because the book is written about the key historical periods of America. And it turns out that they are the, the, the stories are encapsulated in the backstories of the of the various key all the holidays of our country. I include one more called Constitution Day, which is not a legitimate day off holiday but it's september 17th when the constitution was signed so i tell the whole story about how that happened how it almost 
uh, failed and how it was saved and, and how the difficulties of ratification. It's an amazing book yeah. and it's short. It, it's really designed for busy people who don't read books. It's only a little over 200 pages long. And each chapter is a standalone story about the, a, a key period in American history. You know, the problem with history for most people is they, you know, historians, they write, they, they just write chronologically what happened. Yeah. And yeah. everything blends together and you finish right. you finish reading a history book. And I don't know how, how good they are. I mean, Cherno is a great history writer. But after you finished his book, you say, wow, that was interesting. But I really can't remember that much. Right. This right. book is powerful because you'll remember each story of the critical periods. Yeah. And each story is a lesson about how we can solve our problems today. Because the history of America was a series of solving insurmountable problems. And yet the... The qualities of character that various people had, whether it was Washington or or Lincoln, um, you know, re- remarkable. I mean, I tell the stories of, of, of MacArthur and so I go beyond just the political class and really talk about the biggest picture of who really shaped America to be the nation that it was up until the 1960s when we began going downhill, really. All right. All Sounds right. like a great book and recommend it. And, and uh, yeah, I assume you can buy it on all You can the... find it on Amazon and you can read mm-hmm. the reviews there uh, okay. so you get a feel for it. You can read the advance acclaim by Victor Davis Hanson or Dennis Prager or Eric Metaxas and others uh, wow. who took the time to read a good part of the manuscript. So, you, you, you know, don't take my word for it. I'm the author. Of course, I'm going to promote it. Take other You're biased, but some other people are not. Thanks so much. We're great to have you on. And okay, have you on again. Thanks for, giving, thanks for taking the time. And I really look forward to doing it again. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, sir. Great. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. That, okay, everybody, that was Scott Powell. If you want to read the column, it's in um, Front Page Magazine, the World uh, WHO Pandemic Treaty, the back door to CCP control over America. You know, and like I said, Chuck, there was a time, you know, probably four years ago, we've been like, oh, yeah, you know, the World Health Organization, they're not all that bad. They're not that dangerous. What can they really do? Yeah. And then we see what they can do, right? And and we've seen that everything they told us a was a lie. And and those of us who and started- they knew it. And they knew it mm-hmm. and they didn't care. And those of us started, like you guys and all of us who started saying, wait a minute, what about natural immunity? Wait a minute. I, you know, do I need the vaccine? Is the vaccine more risk than the, than the, the illness itself, et cetera, et cetera. I, I wonder what, Gosh. I wonder, you know, it's just at the, uh, the drugstore today and they said, get your latest COVID boost. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody was signing up. Uh, <laughs> to have children in case you oh, want to have Shoes, et cetera, et cetera. You want to get the hell out of here early. It was just not that. I mean, and we're going to play a montage here in a second. I mean, the most recent thing they came, the World Health Organization and China crushed the concept that this could have come out of China, yeah. even though it kind of made sense since it was appearing right right next to the Wuhan bio. coronavirus <laughs> lab. That's, that's strange. Worth asking the question, but uh, no, if you ask the question, you were guilty of disinformation. You were banned, censored. Doctors couldn't question it. They no. lose their jobs. And and they went on and on about how debunked that was. So we're gonna, and then we're gonna talk about how like they're all the liars and they're the spreaders of misinformation. But Thomas, if we could please play the montage. This is the montage of the debunked being debunked. Intel report saying that the U.S. Department of Energy has assessed that the source of the COVID nineteen pandemic likely came from a China lab leak. And then there's this theory widely debunked 
This paper from two Chinese researchers that says it is plausible that the virus leaked accidentally from one of two labs near the Wuhan seafood market. Coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. And yet this week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. The Wuhan lab, we know that it's been debunked that this virus was man-made or modified or anything like that. Tom Cotton a couple of days ago uh, spouting a conspiracy theory that the Chinese made yeah. this virus up. You have a lab in, there you go. in a lab. You have Rush Limbaugh every day, <laughs> Presidential Medal, Freedom of Honor. It's hard to say this is the most reckless thing he's ever done. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. New York Times reports this, quote, senior Trump administration officials have pushed American spy agencies to hunt for evidence to support an unsubstantiated theory that a government lab in Wuhan, China, was the origin of the coronavirus outbreak. Tom Cotton, one of Donald Trump's staunchest allies in the Senate, suggested that the virus might have originated in a high-security biochemical lab in China. In the 1980s, I remember when the far left trafficked in rumors about HIV having been invented in CIA labs. The far right has now found its own virus conspiracy theory. It's like another conspiracy theory that in the end turned out to be true. I love right? running Joe. He, I know. He, he's he is great so. now. He's so pompous and arrogant and self-assured and bombastic and always wrong. He's just great. Um, and then let's read some of the comments from before about Steve um Scott Powell, this from Stephen, it's all part of Obama's fundamental transformation of America. None of this is an accident. Exactly. Um, And from Jim, is there any precedent for a president to sign an accord like this? Probably. Not like this, I don't Not think. Like I don't this. I don't think there's... They any, don't need one. They don't need a president. I mean, New world. It, you know, well, I think they're hoping that they could sneak it through, right? I mean, you aren't hearing about this anywhere else. So we just let me bring that up to you. We'll keep you, you know, keep you posted on what happens with it. Um, hopefully, somebody will step up and fight it. And again, if not, then hopefully we'll have to move to Florida or someplace where they, yeah, where not they, Colorado, not Colorado, sure. where they will. Well, do. I wanted to go. It seems appropriate now because right, Scott right, was talking. Can I just? Yeah, sure. Jeff and Jacob. Hi. Just why doesn't. Why doesn't, uh, who's the, uh, oh, it's Mitch McConnell. Why doesn't um, McCarthy just drag all these reporters and all these anchor people in front of them and say, you know, and do what, what um, McElhaney, what was her name? McElhaney, the spokesperson for Trump. Yeah, Kaylee McEnany. Uh Right. She used to put her in front of them. She used to go side by side on the screen in the press room. Oh, that's right. Why doesn't McCarthy do the same thing? You said it was debunked. And here's the proof. Now, what do you say? Right. Uh, you know, you wish it would. They wouldn't show up, right? They would scream about violating their First Amendment rights, even though they don't support the First Amendment mm-hmm. uh, only right. in certain certain circumstances. But you're right. You, you know, you wish that. I'm sure. I'm sure there are laws that say that you can't go out and scream fire in a theater, and you can't scream and say, "Well, we're stopping this treatment and that treatment because we think that it's not uh, like the hydroxychloroquine." Right. Just right. bring them before the Congress and explain. And just, just say what you have to say. That's all. You know, you, and that's a I really know. good point, McCarthy. I know they're they're doing a lot of stuff, but you're right. I think that's yeah. something they should, when they're done looking into the Twitter, uh, you know, all of the the, the deep and state get, and, and get yeah. the January six tapes and and various other ones. Well, okay, so that's, that's one side. Just drag 
what's his name, warning Joe in front of Congress and let him make a fool of himself. Exactly. He's not going to turn down a subpoena. No, we should we should write a letter to McCarthy and say, you should do this. Expose these clowns for the clowns that yeah. they're... No, they're going morning, Joe. No, none of them it, would cover that yeah. live, of course, but... No, no, no. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you know, they always say, they always say they're going to do what they're going to do, but they never do it. No. Or they say, this one's bad enough. Do something about it. No, because that's a good point. People are going to get upset, and then they're going to get, uh, I, I don't know the right word, but they're going to just, don't bother with me, and I'm not going to vote for you, and, and right. they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yes. Yep. We'll have another Democratic Congress. That's all. All right. All right. Thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. All right. McCarthy is worthless. Jim Jackson, Leo. Uh, McCarthy is McConnell Light. He is. He is. Well, that kind of leads us into, though. You wanted to talk about what Chuck has dubbed Obama's angels. And yeah. these are the people really running the U.S. right now. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a series of women, five women, um, who worked with with Obama closely uh, and came into the new administration or were carried over into the m- new administration, and they control all facets. Um, Lisa Monaco is the uh, deputy of the Department of Justice. And she's the one. She's the one who ordered that uh, the FBI must uh, invade Mar-a-Lago. Um, and then you and go. She's behind. I was reading another thing too. She's also behind the memo that said that the FBI needs yes. to target parents who were complaining at school boards, and also the one that said we have to go against people who like Latin mass because right, they're right. radical. She's behind all of that. All okay. That. Then you got Victoria Newland, who we all know from the uh, impeachment, impeachment, but not so much that as as the. Uh, Russiagate mm-hmm. uh, whole thing. She's the one who uh, engineered the Maidan revolution in Ukraine in 2014 and and threw out all Democratic ones. And she's famous for that. And she's been uh, got back into the State Department once Trump left. We got Avril Haynes, who's running the intelligence community. She's the head of the uh, DNI. Um, and she has control over all the intelligence ones in theory. Um, you got Samantha Power, the redheaded, crazed Obamaite is running USAID, and that sounds like nice, but it's one who um, gets together with Soros organizations to overthrow conservative governments. Um, and finally, I have Mary McCord, another one in the Justice Department, and she's running the Jack Smith Special Counsel operation. Um, those women do not take their orders from... Uh, Biden. He, I mean, he, he <laughs> or any of the cabinet people, right? Well, yeah, not, she's, yeah, they're, they're, not... all, they're, all, they're always one down, right? They got to be one down so no one really notices you. Um, so when they were interrogating um, Merritt Garland, Josh Hawley, uh, um, he should have really he should have brought out uh, should have brought out Lisa Monaco because she's the one who does well. All the really it's, awful it's things. A terrible place. So this was just the other day when Josh Hawley was kind of grilling Merrick Garland about the, you know the all kinds of things in the FBI, um, and they were they were asking him about the raid on Trump's house, and Josh Hawley was quoting a Washington Post article that said that the FBI actually did. And now who knows who you can believe here, right? I mean, if the FBI didn't want to, they could have just said no, we're not going to. They could have gone to Ray, and Ray could have gone. You know, I mean, they they're, they're not robots, but the FBI, according to the Washington Post, they said, probably would have found agents who would do it. Okay, right. you won't do it. 
they they didn't want to rate it because they thought, you know, look, that's too combative, got other stuff going on. And he was trying to grill mail at Garland. And so what this is from the conservative treehouse from which we steal liberally. Um, he said, just listen to this soundbite and keep in mind the fact that Merrick Garland isn't running things any more than Robert Mueller was running things any more than Jeff Sessions was running things, right? That it is these Obama angels who are, like you said, just one down, and they're the ones really in control. Susan Rice, mm. all of these people are the ones really in control. So if we could please play the Garland soundbite. Keep this in mind as you listen to this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, <clears throat> Attorney General Garland, you said in our last exchange that it's your practice to defer to FBI agents in the field when it comes to investigations, apprehensions of subjects, um, I was interested, given your answer, to read in this morning's Washington Post that the FBI is saying that you overruled them when it came to raiding ex-President Trump's personal residence. Washington Post reports this morning showdown before the raid <clears throat> that senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted doing so as too combative and proposed and said to seek Trump's permission to search his property. These field agents wanted to shutter the criminal investigation altogether in early June, the Post reports, but they were overruled by Maine DOJ. So I guess in light of your earlier testimony just this morning, my question is, how often do you overrule FBI field agents for political purposes? I've skimmed that article. It is not, that's not an accurate reflection of what the article says, and I'm not able to comment on the investigation um, my comment earlier was about tactics uh, on the ground in particular cases. Wait, 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 wait. You said it's not an... I'm, I'm reading to you from the article. Quote, senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted the plan as too combative and proposed instead to seek Trump's permission to seek his property, according to four people who spoke on condition of anonymity to describe a sensitive investigation, end quote. Again, I have to say I'm not able to uh, uh, describe the investigation. I will say as a general ma matter and a, at a high level of, uh, of generality that in my experience, long experience as a prosecutor, there is often a robust discussion and in the end, and it's encouraged among investigators and prosecutors. Attorney General, my time is very... Is made. My, yes, and you made the decision. I did. That's right. Not, you said you did. No, I'm sorry. What I said was I approved the decision. So you didn't make the decision I to rape? I approved the decision to seek a search warrant after probable cause was overruling allowed. the FBI agents who did not want to do so. Did you talk about this with the White House? The memorandum. What, but Josh Hall, he did a great job there. But what he missed was the key word. He, he actually, Merrick Garland was telling the truth there, I believe. He did not make the decision. He approved the decision. Of Lisa Monica. Which, yeah, leads to the question, well, who then made the decision? And when you go through everything that's going on, it comes down to Lisa Monaco, who basically is an Obamaite, an Obama angel, still running things at the Department of Justice. Um, you know, And so, I mean, that's a thing in a way. I think that's why nobody cares that much that Joe Biden, a few people do in the Democrat side is senile that, you know, he won't be able to handle it. So they don't care because he's just a figurehead and he can roam around and make all the dumb speeches he wants and say, make all the gaffes and say everything. And no one cares because he's not running things. Right. And I think that that's, that's important. And so you got to, now the question is, is what's Obama's deal, right? We were talking about this well, earlier. I'm, sure, I'm sure his old, his old buddies and acolytes talk to him and he calls them up and they want his advice and, you know, that he can't call Joe for his advice. I mean, he's he's senile. Right. Um, but Obama's not senile. So I'm sure 
I'm sure there are lots of calls from all these Obama angels uh, and and uh, Obama. Right. And, and, and really, there should be a lot more people pointing out that Obama is behind everything. Right. Um, and, you know, attacking Joe is okay, but he's, you know, He's a senile fool. Right. Um, well, and here, this is from, you know, from Stephen Obama and Susan Reiser running the show. Exactly. Charlene points out key people and key position. And Charlene says, but who's behind Obama? That's what we're getting at. And Charlene, what I think is that Obama, I mean, he wanted to fundamentally transform the United States. Into I a shithole. Obama and the World Economic Forum people, these globalist elites, they're all on the same page, right? You know, Wall Street. I don't know if they have Zoom meetings, although... I'm going to back up a second. Do you remember, just a second, because I was going to say, I don't know that they have Zoom meetings to discuss this, but do you remember that Time Magazine article yeah. right after the election where right. they were talking about the fact that they did that have Zoom, Zoom meetings made where they discussed how to make sure that Trump didn't get elected? It was a cobble, a cabal of guys or people, not necessarily guys, women in there, too. Women, and, awful and women, too. Susan Rice was listening in. Yeah. Um, so they did actually have meetings where they discussed this. So I don't know that Obama is being run. I just think Obama is part of this whole cabal of people who want to fundamentally transform the world in a way that benefits uh, them and makes the rest of us live in little cottages where the utilities company can turn the heat off if they think we're using too much um, and make us eat bugs, you know? Yeah, well, uh, this is what Charlene says. But who's behind Obama? Obama groomed by WEF, probably. Right. Well, and I'm not even groomed, or I think it anymore, Obama's probably powerful enough because he's got everybody in place, right? I don't think Klaus Schwab, Schwab is calling Susan Rice. But, but No, no, you're wrong. Klaus Schwab said, said, you know, all over the world, he can call up world leaders directly mm-hmm. and have, quote unquote, conversations with them, uh, including local governments, state governments, yeah. everything. So if you don't think they're talking to good old Klaus, you're wrong. You know, and I think that kind of debunks the idea that Michelle Obama is going to run for president, because why would they want to do that? Right. I mean, they want all of this. She'd have, she'd have her own views on things. <laughs> right. Exactly. And she might not, you know, then uh, what will these women all do? Right. I think then, you know, you they need Obama needs to be behind the scenes of yes, this and yes. these women. And so they do that. So you throw, you know, Merrick Garland goes before this hearing and he looks like an idiot and he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing because he doesn't. Um, but then meanwhile, Lisa Monaco is writing another memo saying, hey, let's go, you know, arrest some more Christians who have Latin masses because it was clearly Latin masses. Is, is, yeah, is, that is, leads is, to terrorism. So it's good. I mean, it's, as things go on and the conservative treehouse, I cannot recommend that site enough, does a great job of sort of peeling back the curtains so you can see really what's going on. And I think, you know, before I was reading that, I thought, no way is Biden going to run again. I think he may run again. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, he's got it. What if they get a new person in who doesn't like these, you know what I mean? Then they have, they have to train everybody all over again. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's so, and they've shown, that that as a candidate, Biden does not have to run. He just stayed in the basement while they rigged the votes, right? Uh, and became and and say that we are election deniers. Well, and this is Stephen. He says George Soros and Klaus Schwab are running Obama. Um, Obama learned, <clears throat> excuse me, Alinsky's playbook from Bill Ayers. Um, and Leo said I had not heard about the Latin massing, but check that out. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. The yeah. FBI had designated um radical traditionalist traditionalist Catholics, which means they and and they specifically said 
who who want Latin masses. Want Latin masses, like somehow as being dangerous. And yes. I mean, they're now terrorists, even worse potentially than parents at school board meetings. Well, so close. It's yeah, close. It's close. close. It's close, yeah. which is worse. Yeah. And then that all came out. And then it, it's, you know, they say, oh, sorry, sorry. But they're not sorry. No, <laughs> you know, not sorry. they've got a whole task force. I mean, I don't know. Have they disbanded the FBI task force that was in charge of deciding what to censor on Twitter? I don't think so. Right. I mean, they're just censoring stuff in other places or maybe a Twitter. They did not censor. They just suggested whether these yeah. people had violated the rules of conduct right. of Twitter itself. It was just a helpful. And this is Charlene, how Latin masses lead to riots. Exactly. Charlene. They lead to all kinds of bad things. They lead to people protesting in front of abortion clinics and other horrible, horrible things like that. So um, so that's the thing with Obama's angel. So we'll keep an eye on that. We've got a few minutes left. Want to talk about the Tina Peters? Yeah, Tina Peters had a split verdict, which is bad for defendants. She got a, um, found innocent of obstructing justice, but was found guilty no, of. No, no, no. She, no, she was found. Um, let's see. She was acquitted on the obstruction of a peace officer, well, but was okay, found. I mean, yeah. six of one half dozen and of other. You're right, but and guilty of obstruction of government operations. Yes, Whatever that means. Well. So, I mean, the whole thing, so let's, here's the background. So you all know that Tina Peters has been constantly persecuted and prosecuted for trying to figure out whether essentially the voting machines in Mesa County were accurate or not accurate. Um, so she's facing criminal charges. And when you read the news stories, they all talk about tampering and things like She didn't, nothing like that happened. What happened is allegedly, when you read it, she had somebody allegedly pose as a as an employee to be in the room where the machines were when they were looking at the machines nobody touched anything nobody did anything but anyway she's facing and and, and lots of charges that, that she talked to um the secretary of state's office and was right. therefore and, just, and questioned them and yes. questioned them so there, there's all kinds of it's it's all a bunch of rigged judicial system we've lost well, let me just we've, explain we've lost all hope in all institutions i, I believe in nothing anymore well, and so what happened then is it's, it's sort of like with the General Flynn case and these fake grand juries, right, where they bring you in and they ask you a bunch of questions and you answer one that has nothing to do with anything and uh, somebody else gives a different answer and all of a sudden you're charged with perjury, right? So they were holding a hearing and Tina Peters had an iPad in the courtroom and the judge alleges that she was recording the proceedings, which if you haven't filed an expanded media request um, is a violation of the court rules, um, happens all so. the time, and including him. All the time. Well, people, most most people don't know right. that they can't do it. So they may, you know, for whatever reason, turn their particularly with cell phones anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And normally, what happens is the, the judge or the bailiff Admonishes tells them you exactly tells you not you to the do courtroom, it. But... Well, that tells you if you do it again, they'll kick you out of the courtroom. Yeah. But in this case, they decided to criminally prosecute Tina Peters on it. And then when they went to show up to grab her iPad, she what they thought said was her iPad. She said it's not my iPad. Um, um, it's it, Mary it, Blows. It's well, it's Tammy, Tammy Bailey's, which it turns out, according to Harvey Steinberg, her own lawyer, was an alias that she used. And then remember, there was a little kerfuffle with the cops when they were arrested. Well, they, when they were detaining her, essentially, yeah. they did right. So after a two-day trial, um, what the jury decided, and I, I think you're right. I think this is sort of a split compromise verdict. They said, okay, we're not going to find her guilty of obstructing the police officer. We're going to find her guilty of obstructing justice, or government operations, for essentially saying she wasn't going to give the password to her iPad. I mean, that's essentially what this is. And for that, 
she could go to jail for six months and face a $750 fine. The other issues that we talked about are two other cases that she still has pending. But the whole thing, I I mean, it's just just wrong. They shouldn't have been trying to, they shouldn't have been holding a hearing in the first place. They should have been trying to grab her iPad in the first place. All of these are like weird procedural charges that would have never occurred if the justice system worked the way it was supposed to. Steve believes that Tina Peters would have been better off not continually talking and pissing everyone off and let her lawyer do her talking. Well, she is a citizen. She does get to say she's being persecuted. Um, Lawyers do not do much talking, um, and Harvey Steinberg wouldn't do much talking. I mean, this is a political persecution. Yes, Stephen, I I understand what you're saying, and... But on the other hand, this is a tactic. Look, I mean, the Justice Department just said that that cleared the way for people, anybody who wants to, to sue Donald Trump for January 6th, right? right? Not Nancy Pelosi, not the Capitol Police, not anybody like that, but Donald Trump. They, well, well it's, let it's, me ask you, what does the Justice Department have the right to tell people? The Justice Department does not determine you can bring a civil suit. No. It's, it's, it's their way of encouraging Exactly. Exactly. To, to sue for it. I mean, they're not, you know they don't want to do it, right? Because uh, oh, they can't bring the civil one. Some Capitol Hill police officer who oh, yeah. know, cried and cried, but so or Stephen, the one who killed the woman, you know. Stephen, normally I would say you were right, but it, these are not normal times, and I think if you they, they use it's lawfare, right? They yes. use the justice yes. system and, and the criminal justice system to try to shut people up. You're absolutely right. Tina Peters has explained that if she would have signed a document that just said, I'm sorry, I'm never going to say anything mean about Jenna Griswold again, all of this would have gone away. It all would have gone away. And they're punishing her for refusing to be silent. And I think, you know, God bless her, frankly, for yeah. deciding that she wouldn't, right? Because it certainly would have been easier for her to do it. Right. Um, and you're, you're right. She wouldn't have got convicted because it would have dropped it. Um, but if she if she didn't keep saying things, where would we be? And what would happen the next time, right? I think we passed the point where you can say, okay, I'm just going to shut up because that would be easier and the trouble will go away. Because the trouble won't go away, you know? It mm-hmm. may go away for you, but it'll come back for the next person, don't you think? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, the, everybody's telling uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene to shut up about the national divorce. I guess Michael Steele, who's about as Democrat, a Republican former chair, is Dick Wadhams. Um, and, and you know, people don't want to shut up anymore. And the, the system stinks. And if you're called for jury duty, you should acknowledge and understand the system stinks. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I was called for jury duty. Um, I, I got a letter the other day in Westminster. So maybe I'll say that. Maybe I'll push a jury nullification issue. Yeah. No? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Hey, anyway, that's going to wrap it up. Got a bunch of great comments here. Yeah. Um, but wanted to update you on that. Um, on Monday. Monday. On Monday, we have Christine Bowman is coming on. She is up in Fort Collins. And you may not know this, but there's actually a bio Bio lab up there. You're your local bio lab. Bio lab. Bio lab. And um, they want to expand it. And, into and, the neighborhood. Let, and, let the kitties have some. Into the neighborhood. And friend- and, and they're going to add a wet market. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be nice. I mean, there are no live wet markets in Colorado, so they're going to add that as part of it. Idiot people like Kyle Clark have slammed this woman and her organization for spreading debunked conspiracy theories about possible lab leaks. Well, the laugh's on them, right? The joke's on them. Joke's always on Kyle Clark. Kyle Clark is the joke. They make fun of these people. Like, there's no way that there could be a lab leak. Well, maybe so. Anyway, we're going to have her on and she'll talk about that. 
Um, so in the meantime, everybody, thank you to the great guys at BBS, to Scott Powell, to everybody on Zoom. Remember, catch all our shows at chuckandjulie.com. And we'll see you on Monday. Take and care. Meanwhile, we're going to go party Friday. Party Friday. There we go.